Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, Road to Growth listeners. Today I have Jerry Fu. Uh, so I've had a lot of coaches on here, a lot of coaches. I mean, I, I might have to change the name of this, this podcast uh, to road to becoming a coach. All right. But this <laughs> is the first time I've had a conflict resolution coach. So this is something totally new, uh, trying to dive deeper into kind of precisely what it is. And it, it sounds like it's when you have a, a issue that happens, some kind of conflict that's happening, Jerry comes in and kind of walks you through kind of a roadmap to kind of get through that conflict. That yeah, right? that's exactly. Yeah, that's a great description. That's exactly it. We're going to get into the company and how you got into it. I'm just really curious about, did you grow up with other siblings? Uh, I did. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can only imagine if you were maybe the, the smaller one or the middle one, and there's a lot of stuff fighting going on, mm-hmm. and you had to have conflict resolution at that time, is this where the path kind of came from, or is that totally different? No, that's a good question. Um I mean, there is always going to be some level of sibling conflict, I think, especially growing up, just, you know, people want their way and if they're in the way and then even when you get along and you start roughhousing a little bit, right, like, uh, and then all of a sudden things just start to escalate, then you recognize, um, oh, this this devolved into something terrible. Like we were having fun and all of a sudden tempers flared and now we're, now we're fighting. And so um, one of the tenets I used early on was I realized, especially if you've ever been in customer service, right, that usually the best way to win an argument is to diffuse it. Uh, but uh, the bigger picture of conflict resolution, I guess, and the framework that I've, I've kind of developed on my own is just coming from a culture that is very conflict diverse, right? Um, you know, uh, on top of the fact that I'm a minority and, you know, the son of immigrants and, you know, they're just saying, hey, we just want to keep our heads down and you know make a lot of money and earn some respect but we don't want to tread on anybody we just want to you know kind of do our own thing uh, you know that's somehow that's going to be enough even when you know there's discrimination there's racism there's you know all these other things that aren't okay but since we are simply just trying to mind our own business we we're just like it's just not worth the effort to get our kind of get our hands dirty or get get involved in this fight right um until I got into some leadership positions and I saw things that were not okay. Uh, you know, whether people are underperforming or they're, you know, doing things that are disrupting team unity um, or just, yeah, basically people not pulling their weight. And you realize very quickly that avoidance is, doesn't work if you want to be in leadership, uh, which is really, uh, you know, a key trait of anybody who's successful in life is at some point, you know, you rarely meet people that uh, are successful in life that aren't respected in some, on some way as a leader. That are, are are not respected or are respected or, yeah, or that they you know they they all I'm saying is like you know CEOs right like most people uh, that we know of are successful usually have leadership as a key trait in their success right because at some point oh. you know they either um, they either they had to build relationships well right and so like if they're if they're not leading well uh, because so much of success is, involves a team effort right they're, like if you're trying to go by yourself there's only so far you can go right. Uh, the African proverb says, hey, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you got to go together. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that comes from, hey, like, 
okay, I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm starting my, you know, entrepreneurial journey and I figure out what I'm good at, but there's all these other tasks that I need to get done, like, you know, file taxes or, you know, check with legal compliance or, you know, operations, things like that, or, you know, generating new business streams. You only have so much time in a day. You only have so much energy, right, to, to devote to these things. And so, uh, you know, at some point you will have to bring someone on, right? There are some automated tools that kind of you can outsource to if you're good with that. And, you know, that also helps, uh, you know, compensate for the lack of a, of a good teammate. But generally, uh, the people that I know that are successful usually have, you know, a couple people working behind the scenes helping them elevate their platform, right? So, yeah. You, you talked about the that your parents were immigrants. Where did they immigrate from? Taiwan. Taiwan? And yeah. and how, how old were they when they, they came uh, came over? Uh, they were probably in their mid-20s. They came over here for grad school. Uh, and then, so I was I was born after, shortly after they like finished their degrees. And so, yeah. How, how often, and I know you said that, I mean, being that they were immigrants and they're over here, put their head down, kind of go forward. How, how often did they kind of remind you of, of where they came from compared to how well, I guess, here or, or everything about it? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, what's interesting, they joke, like you've heard jokes, maybe like Asan Minhaj would talk about like immigrant secrets, things like that, right? There's... There's this idea in that conflict diversion that you just don't want to look incompetent. You don't want to admit that you've had struggles or failures because you're afraid that those struggles or failures would make you look, yeah, it would damage your reputation when the opposite is true, right? When you do, when you do everything you can to avoid failure and then when it actually happens, it's just like this force feeding cycle, right? And so the irony is that when you are not willing to be vulnerable, um, and people can't see that you are actually human and with flaws, like you can't, they can't empathize with you. And empathy has been a key quality more than ever in building good relationships and actually uh, showing that you have a level of integrity where people will actually respect you. So is, was that something that they had to, to learn over time or is that something that you just learned separate from what their teachings were? Um, this was separate, uh, definitely, because for them, uh, so much of, you know, the Asian mentality, at least from my own background, so much of it is, you know, uh, you know, any mess that you have in house, you keep in house, right? You clean everything up. You don't want to distract guests with any like, you know, domestic issues that we're dealing with. Because, yeah, you know, there's some things that, you know, you, you don't need to you don't need to like volunteer all the dirty laundry and all the things that are causing problems. Right. But, uh, you know, the bigger problem is just when you try to look like everything's okay when, you know, there are problems that you need to deal with and they aren't like, I'll give an example, like the job I got fired from, uh, when I realized that I was not meeting expectations before I, my bosses found out about it, I just wanted to just hide it and just say, Oh, I, you know, no, things are fine. Things are fine. And then I'm secretly just being like, well, if I admit that I'm not meeting expectations, what's going to happen to me. But then, you know, when I didn't, figure out how to reverse that trend because it didn't ask my boss for help and just trying to redraw strategy. Uh, you know, eventually they found out how big a cavity I kind of, you know, drilled for myself. And now it's like, now I definitely have to go. Right. Uh, and so the irony is that, yeah, when people, when you, when your goal is simply not to look like incompetent is, uh, you know, then how do you expect anyone to trust you? Because they haven't seen any kind of growth. You haven't given them any kind of sample size to show, Hey, yeah, everyone has failure. Uh, everyone deals with rejection. Uh, so is that enough to stop you? Or are you actually going to learn from these things 
and then tailor your approach in such a way where you actually experience long-term success. Like failure is a prerequisite for success, long-term success anyway. So in essence, the idea is if you're an employee or you're someone kind of working for someone else, mm -hmm. uh, show the, the small mistake before it becomes a huge mistake, roughly. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. Like show the effort that you're saying, hey, this is like if I had to do that all over again, right? You know, I would, I would, you know, go to my boss with the first draft, uh, you know, and say, hey, this is what I've come up with based on our discussion. And then, you know, she could give me feedback uh, and say, well, I like this. I don't like that. Um, you know, go ahead and change it. Right. Um, one mistake I made, I'll, you know, a quick example was just, you know, at one point I drafted something. My boss showed me what she had come up with on her own and I saw mine and I said, oh, my gosh, this is nothing like what she wanted. I'm just going to use hers. And then. I just deleted mine because I just didn't want to. I just didn't want her to, to, you know, see that. Oh wow, Jerry's work is just completely off. But was worse was because I deleted it. I had no documentation to show that it was even working. And she goes, "Oh, did you even do anything?" I'm just like, "I did, but I deleted it." And she's just like, "Okay, maybe, right?" <laughs> and so I was just so afraid of being embarrassed by work that, like, I, that she would be upset with. But she was more upset with the fact that I was trying to hide it. Because and now then she concluded that I didn't even do it. And so, you know, that's just a terrible path to take. Right. Because now I'm up the creek without a paddle because now I can't bring back that work. Right. At least have something to show. Hey, this is my effort. OK, it didn't align well. OK, let me go back and, you know, wash this out. Try it again. And then that way she can at least show that. I'm Yeah, I'm trying, boss. Like I'm, I'm getting there. Right. Well, so you got fired from that company. Did you mm -hmm. go to another paycheck company, another corporation, or where'd you go next? <laughs> this is where the this is where the roller coaster gets fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was that job basically my a bit to unpack my career path a bit. I was in chain pharmacy for five years at the behest of my risk averse mother said, Hey, you know, I don't want you to deal with the struggles your dad did, uh, trying to find gainful work with two master's degrees, one in chemical engineering, one in computer science. Like smart guy but for some reason uh just really struggled to find a company that would trust him long term um and so after i'd had enough of the corporate um puppetry that i ultimately was subjected to uh working for this company i said well i want to teach students but i don't know how i'm going to without a phd or a residency and so you know my friend got me helped get my hat in the ring to apply for this uh, teaching job through a consulting company and, you know, initially when I went there, I thought this was great. You know, I thought this would be the last company I ever to work for. 11 months later, I get fired because, yeah, like I just wasn't serious about doing the work, which is what the company pays you to do, right? And it's like, no, boss, here's this another story as to why I didn't get the job done. That got old real quick, you know. And so anyway, all that to say, uh, the next company I ended up at was a house of cards. Four of my paychecks bounced while I was filling scripts for crooked doctors. And I had this very misguided view of grace. And also because I was conflict averse, right? I didn't want to confront my boss for writing me bad checks. I'm just like, well, you know, let me do my job, even if he doesn't do his. And everyone else is telling me, Jerry, you can't pay your bills, like leave, right? But I was like, ah, I don't know. And then, you know, what do you do with that, right? So thankfully, again, went back into the network. Um, my friends got me out of that job, got me on another one uh, that I liked, but they couldn't pay me more than eight hours a week. And I said, okay, now what do I do? So this was in Houston at the time. I, and they said, well, you can get more hours for us if you work out in 
Austin at our location out there. I said, okay, beggars can't be choosers. I'm going to Austin. I have no idea what my life is going to look like. Um, I help, I get uh, tapped to help teach some leadership workshops through a pharmacy nonprofit some other friends run. And that's when it started to click where I said, okay, um, I need to get better at leadership. And now I believe I can actually become better at leadership because before I just said, you know, leadership is hard. I don't want to look incompetent. I'm just going to avoid it. It's just not worth the headaches for whatever extra money that they're going to give me. But now I realize it's essential uh, to save my career. If I'm going to actually find more gainful work, I need to improve my leadership skills. So um, still kind of that out of the frying pan into the fire. Um, I had the opportunity to take on a full-time manager position with that company in Houston, uh, position to open back up. And, um, you know, I move back ready to take on this challenge and I proceed to get written up because I am not addressing my technicians, uh, properly whenever they, uh, we're not pulling their weight. And so, yeah, again, just try, struggle, fail. Um, I get out of the doghouse, but, um, you know, uh, still the company has their funding pulled. And so now the only reason I'm even getting any attention from companies is that I have leadership experience on my resume. Um, what I say is that these jobs are like icebergs uh, in that they're nice, but they only last like a year or two because of just competitive landscape. And so when my previous job went under, um, I said, well, you know, I'm tired of chasing scripts and tired of fighting insurance contracts, uh, but I love coaching. I, I love teaching people how to be more effective leaders and handling challenges that come their way as leaders. Uh, what would a career in coaching, you know, leadership coaching look like? And so, you know, Still, again, afraid of rejection, afraid of failure. And, you know, eventually when COVID hit, I said, okay, how much longer can I really afford to um, put this off? Right. So last year um, I filed the LLC, opened up the bank account. And, uh, you know, I still have a day job as a pharmacist trying to make that work as best I can while I build my side business. And, uh, yeah. Well, now, it seems at least with the roller coaster of your jobs, mm -hmm. right? Conflict yeah. has been one of the big keys of, of you getting fired, either comp either steering away from the conflict, mm -hmm. the conflict in front of you, but I think mostly steering away from it. Mm -hmm. With a background like yours, where you've walked away from a lot of the conflict, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Why would you start, start a company in conflict resolution? No, that's a great question. Um, what, uh, what a, a common phrase, right, is that, uh, at least the one I use, is um, sometimes your greatest struggle becomes your greatest fascination, right? Um, and much like leadership, which was a struggle that became a fascination, I started to look a lot closer at how am I even going to get better at this, right? Like, and I've been in other plenty of situations off the clock, you know, my personal challenges trying to figure out how do I navigate this. And... You know, it took some help um, from some friends, from some literature that some friends pointed me toward. And, you know, at some point you just say, OK, I can't afford to tolerate being bad at this anymore. I can't afford to tolerate bad situations anymore. So, yeah, let me try struggle, fail until I get better at this. And so basically I, I'm at a point where I want to turn around and help people in similar situations that I was 10 years ago. Right to say, hey, you know what? You're gonna have to go through this process, but I can make it a lot easier for you. I can help you get to success, you know, a little faster, uh, you know, to the long-term um, confidence and clarity and closure that you want to experience. Now, I know there's like, um, 
I mean, again, I've had a variety of different coaches on here, and some of them have like platforms that they sign up with, and that they're kind of like guidance. They're almost like the mentors to the coach. Do you have a, a roadmap that you're working with in building your 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 business right now? Are you going through a company, or you're doing it on your own, just kind of reading the books, or how how's that process look like? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, it's a combination of uh, networking. Um, you know, there's other coaches in this space that I've gotten to be, um, you know, friends with just, you know, in, in local organizations around coaching, um, you know, uh, there's business books, right. There's that you can read. So I'm very much bootstrapping it right now. I didn't sink a lot of my own savings to start this company, to start my company. And, um, I deliberately did that just to force myself to be a little more resourceful. Uh, so yeah, it's a combination of books. It's a combination of uh, you know networking. It's a combination of just experimenting, right? Because um, at some point, unless I have the money to get someone to write really nice sales copy for me, I'm just I'd rather just do it myself at this point and just realize, hey, I just need to try things out, and it's okay if it doesn't work. I just need to keep trying. So that's been my approach. What what has driven you to take the jump take the plunge into putting your savings bootstrapping it going forward with it because there's probably a lot of people that have a dream have a hope you know i mean have something they want to fight for yet they never take the jump so what has driven you yeah great great question well um for those of you who aren't familiar with the pharmacy landscape uh it's become much more saturated uh in terms of opportunities and applicants and things like that and uh, for me personally, um, you realize that stability is a, a very fleeting thing um, because to depend on someone else for your paycheck is, uh, is pretty dangerous, right? Like all these companies that I work for, they all promise that working for them will, will be, you know, will fulfill my dream as well. And it, you know, in a way it has, but in a way it hasn't. Um, and so, you know, how much longer did I want to deal with insurance? That's basically the biggest like turning point was like, I don't want a job that deals with insurance, like or on, the pay, on the paying end of it, because, you know, for those of you familiar with, with healthcare, right? Insurance is basically dictate how much you're worth, whether they say, hey, you know, we don't like you dispensing that drug or we don't, we're not going to pay you that much to dispense it. Or, you know, they just say, you know, we think your practices are shady. So we're just going to cancel your contract. I just said, you know, I don't, I don't want a, a profession that is dependent on someone else dictating my worth. So um, as hard as and terrifying as it is to be in a field where I still have to, you know, do a better job establishing my worth, um, I have a better chance because I'm not dealing with insurance companies that, that have leverage against what I say I'm worth. I mean, as you're, you're putting all your savings into your business and building out your business, mm -hmm have you thought of what your parachute would be as if if things went bad or is it strictly on what's going to go right and, and not even worrying about what could go wrong no i mean you have to you have to have a little bit of doubt and pessimism right that's just that's just wise right you need to say what could go wrong why did it go wrong and how will i respond to that right i mean doing a pre-mortem is one of the wisest things that any business owner could do right is just to say yeah what are my uh, potential barriers and i'll be happy to admit um i didn't 
I didn't build a big parachute because I knew if I had too nice a plan B, I would just default to that, right? When people say, oh, well, you could just get another pharmacy job. And I'm like, no, 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 don't want to settle for that. Um, I mean, the thing that helped me out that saved me or at least stabilized things early on, and guys, this is real time, right? Um, you know, I, I signed up to, uh, to do private tutoring um, as kind of like a stabilizer, it's not a long-term thing. I like doing it. It's not the, for me, you know, compared to coaching, it isn't necessarily the most satisfying work, but it is work that I do enjoy doing. Um, and so when I know there's a need out there, um, you know, you're looking for your early adopters. That's what's going to keep you afloat. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically been my strategy is just to say, okay, right. Uh, at this stage, yeah, how do I build out a system for the things I need to outsource, like marketing and you know, automated email campaigns, things like that? Uh, you know, and what do I what do I need to do in the meantime? Okay, I need some cash flow. All right, uh, how do, can I do that immediately? Like, what are some of the easiest ways to get that off the ground? Are there subscriptions I can sell? Uh, yeah, private tutoring. Thankfully, I have a reputation uh, that I can help with that. And then, you know, I need to increase my visibility. Um, so, how do I do that? It's like okay, um, appearing on podcasts. That's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of great motivated uh, podcast hosts in the process and i plan to do that uh and keep doing that just because it's been a lot of fun for me to meet people like you what what have your parents played in any of this man i've talked to other other people that have been in similar situations maybe a little bit farther along and they remember the times when they first started getting going and the people they were closest to them were saying, are you really sure about this? Do you really want to go that direction? Do something more stable. This is not there. Like, but yet over time they win them over. Where are mm -hmm. you in that, that process? Have they been very supportive? Or are they still kind of trying to give you guidance in another direction? Oh, they, they don't like this at all. Like they're not <laughs> familiar with it at all. And so they're like, ah, oh, just is, you know, I, I even had a call. This is guys, like I said, this is real time. This is really great. Cause I can just open up my cabinet and show you exactly what I'm dealing with right now. So, you know, I give my parents a weekly update of, you know, those things that I've been up to and things like that. And so I said, hey, you know, I've been doing some private tutoring and, you know, and I get a call from my from my dad and he's like, um, you know, are these kids vaccinated? And I'm just like, have you been doing this in person? I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it in person. I don't know if they're vaccinated. And they're like, you know, why? Why do you need the money? Like you, you should just stick with your pharmacy job. You know, you don't need this and it's a needless health risk. Like, just stop it. Like, why are you doing this with money? It's like, well, dad, I started my company and I need I need some cash flow. A company doing what? It's like, oh, you know, leadership and conflict coaching. Like, oh, what's that? Like, we don't like that. Like, you know, that's just unfamiliar. And, you know, just stick with your pharmacy job. Never mind the fact, Vinny, that, you know, my pharmacy job, and this is, again, real time, I have an insurance company that wants to take that $50,000 in reimbursement money because they felt that we were doing things illegitimately, right? And so, you know, my parents see this stability and I've been told them all this. And, it, you know, what did I do if I countered that with that? Be like, well, dad, you know, I don't know how much, you know, my pharmacy job is going to last. So, you know, what am I going to bet on? So, um, and I mean, I'll be happy to tell people that, you know, when I was in my 20s, I had no idea what a leadership coach was. I had no idea, you know, if it would even be a, an established practice or if that was even a real job. And now, right, it, coaching is, is more prevalent than ever because of all the stress that people are dealing with that, you know, um, and COVID and other, other challenges that have just come up. Um, and so to recognize and respect, you know, what my parents' beliefs are and the context where they you know, develop them, right? Because like, 
I saw how hard my parents worked, right, to to maintain, you know, provision for us. So trust me when I say that I am grateful for everything that they do and everything that they sacrificed and invested in me so I could get to a point where I could, you know, stand on my own two feet. And at the same time, their definition of success is what's tr what was true for them 20 years ago. And to think that that's going to be, still be true is uh, you can hang on to that, but how's that working for you, right? Um, you know, for them, success is, is grandkids, which I don't have, I haven't given them any. So, you know, we'll see if that happens. But success for me now, right? Uh, I want a passive income stream and, you know, I want to be able to help people in the process. I don't want that money for me. It's just that it's just to free up my time so I can really spend time and energy on investing in people and activities that are meaningful to me. Not just to me for just to feel good about myself, but I know it's going to, you know, make this world a better place, right? As, as cheesy as that sounds. What kind of Jerry do does this world want to see, right? The one that's scared to try new things and just stick with this, like, quote-unquote, stable pharmacy job and just kind of enjoy his life on the weekends? Or do they want a Jerry that's really, you know, going to go after, you know, the things that are meaningful to him and in the process inspire some people to come come alongside him? Well, let's say we're talking in five five years. We're not talking to Jerry in five years. Yeah. Where's where's that Jerry going to be? Where is the conflict resolution coach going to be? Where, where are you going to be? Yeah, great question. I need to think about this more, really. Um, if I if I do everything I need to do in five years, um, you know, ideally I, I have a fully operational coaching company. Um, I'm able to, you know, have e-courses where people can, you know, access my material, uh, you know, at a minimal or reduced cost just because they can't talk to me in person or they can't afford it, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm able to really focus on um, traveling to, you know, third world countries and really helping build up their infrastructure for dealing with their inherent problems. Um, and yeah, like I, that's where I want to be, where I'm able to, you know, train up more coaches, uh, to do the work that I I'm starting off doing right now, um, automating what I can. And then, yeah, just freeing up my time to, to invest in, you know, uh, sharing my life with with a you know with the with a great woman, and then yeah, uh, seeing more of what this world has to offer. I'll finish it with, with this question: Is there a a rough blueprint of the best way? And I know there's probably multiple ways of dealing with conflict. Mm -hmm. And is there a, a blueprint of how to structure and assess, di dissect, or some uh, something like that? Is there anything like that that you could offer? Of course, of course. Um, yeah, so I'll 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 take a I'll take a couple things just to kind of throw them in the pot, see how people respond to it. So, two of the source material books that I kind of helped color my approach to conflict resolution. One is called Difficult Conversations. Uh, just type it into Amazon, it'll come right up. Uh, the other is called The Four Conversations, um, and that's by a management couple, management consulting couple named Jeff and Lori Ford. Uh, and one of those conversations is called the closure conversation. So whenever expectations are broken uh, in an organization and there's conflict, uh, they give tips on how to handle that conversation. Uh, and so my own framework uh, kind of takes from these recipes. Uh, I throw in a couple of my own spices, right? Because uh, you got to have cayenne pepper because you need a little kick to it, right? Um, I, have, I have a framework available for download actually on my website. 
adaptingleaders.com. Um, it's a free PDF. Just check it out. And I can go over the five steps right now just so that people have an idea of what uh, we're dealing with. Uh, five steps. Number one, you have to picture what success looks like. Um, what does a successful conversation sound like? How, would that, how do you think that would go? Right. And success doesn't necessarily mean, oh, we can reconcile and restore this to a point where we enjoy being around each other again. Sometimes success means, you know, tying off that knot and just saying, OK, you know, we're done. Um, you know, I still I still care about you. I still respect you, but we're done. Like at one point I did Victor roommate because he defaulted on his lease. And so a successful conversation was explaining to him why it is in his best interest to leave and move out before I call the cops. Right. Um, you know, the second step is to find 10 seconds of courage. Right. You don't need to be Superman or Wonder Woman. You just need to get the ball rolling, because now once you get the ball rolling, uh, backing out is not going to be helpful, right? They're like, oh, sorry, just kidding. I, I wasn't, I'm not really that upset with you. Sorry, that doesn't, that doesn't work. You just need just enough to, hey, let me send this email. Let me send that text. Let me pick up the phone. And, you know, that's, that's the key, like, admission point, right? Like, to start the car. Uh, the third step is to script your key phrases. So write out exactly what you want to be sure to address, right? I need to say something about, you know, punctuality. I need to say something about, you know, late rent. I need to say something about the effects that the late rent is having on me and my feelings around that, right? Something like that, um, you know? And then that way, once you get it out on paper, right? You can kind of play around those thoughts, organize them a little bit, clean them up, you know, make sure that it doesn't sound overly raw. Uh, and then number four, you want to rehearse them. Rehearse them in front of a mirror, roll it with your friends, right? Because the more muscle memory you develop, like in the dojo or on the practice field, the more likely you are to actually follow through when you have to say them during game time, right? Because if you don't rehearse these things and you don't kind of figure out how do I come across, what's my tone, what's my body language, uh, then you're just going to default to just being scared because you weren't, you weren't sure about how this is going to go. And then five, you actually have to do it. Just, yeah, you set up the time, you know, you have the script, uh, just trust that, you know, if the right principles are in place, that even if you have to improv a little bit, that you're going to find a way to land the plane in the destination that you planned for it. So uh, those are basically, that's my, my five-step take on how to handle difficult conversations. Yeah, that's great. Um, if someone's listening right now and they're, I mean, there's um, some kind of conflict they've been kind of dealing with kind of mm -hmm. over time, what's mm -hmm. the, the best way of them to, to reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, or you can go to directly to my website, www.adaptingleaders.com. Aside from the free PDF, uh, I also have a free blog on interesting and useful literature um, that will, you know, you know, that should help you out as a leader. If you don't have time to read books, just, you know, let me digest them for you. Um, you can also schedule a complimentary 30-minute call. Just no, no strings attached. Just, you know, click on the link, Calendly, and... Let me know what you're working on. Tell me your story, right? Hey, I got a situation. I'd love to, you know, kind of get your thoughts and perspective on how to make sure that this uh, goes well, uh, that I can address everything I need to, and that I can actually feel relieved that I got that over with. Well, thank you, Jerry, for being here. Hopefully everyone got some great nuggets right there. Uh, please subscribe. Please um, uh, share. And look in the show notes. You'll find out all Jerry's information and connect with him on LinkedIn. I mean, tell him your conflict. See if he can help you out. See if he can give you some words of wisdom. See if you can build a partnership to a, a better solution. Absolutely. What, yeah, whether it's individual or organizational, I'm here for you guys. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Please subscribe. Please share. And thank
Tell your friends. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.